I think a lot of people struggle when they lose because they're worried about what everybody else thinks. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck what everybody else thinks. What's going on, everybody? It's Rob Tyson, and this is the Climb Audio Documentary Journey. I am here at my place. I wanted to talk about redefining your mental health today. Ah, interesting. Redefining your mental health. What are you talking about, Rob? I have anxiety. I have social anxiety. I have depression. I'm taking these anti-anxiety medications, anti-psychotic medications. What are you talking about? I'm going to get into that juicy stuff later, but let follow me here for a second. Follow me here for a second. Let's take our attention and let's look at what's happening right now in the world. Man, it is crazy, isn't it? It's insane. A lot of us are, are starting to freak out. Our anxieties are starting to increase. We're staying indoors more. I mean, some of us are. Um, I was already indoors a lot, even though I love the outdoors. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense, but... I just like being indoors because I love my place. My place is like so cozy. If you have a cozy place, you like to be there. And I, I have a cozy place. But nonetheless, anxieties are mental health becoming a big issue right now. Let me put it to you that way. So hopefully this can bring some value to you. Now, I'm not a doctor. Let me preface that again. I'm not a physician. I have no uh, clinical research studies, none of that stuff. I just have lived life and I've experienced things and I haven't sought out professional help in any way, shape or form. All I have done is just read, consumed and listened. And I'm talking about consuming video. I mean, just for years, I might as well just have a PhD by now in gut health and brain health, but uh, that's neither here or there. Uh, nonetheless, I'm passionate about that stuff because that's something that I've experienced personally. Anxiety has been a big issue in my life since I was 23 years old. I had my first anxiety attack. It was induced. It was artificially induced. I was prescribed um, Adderall. And you see, genetically, and I don't know, I don't know the truth to this, but I've heard, I've heard people say one thing. I've heard people say another thing. But genetically, I'm pre predisposed to having anxiety. My mother had severe generalized anxiety severe she couldn't even leave her hometown god bless her i love her to death and i feel that obviously i'm susceptible to those things and sure enough <laughs> first panic attack i remember she used to tell me she had panic attacks she'd wake up her like her heart would be beating all fast i was like mom what's wrong with you? they're good mom you know i remember she had it a couple of times when, when i was younger and i remember just asking like i wonder what's going on with her like and I remember we used to see like the um, these commercials about like anti-anxiety medications. I used to be like, look, mom, you going to take that stuff? You know, I used to make fun of her, but I'm sure that made her feel better too because she was like, oh, I got my family around me. They're going to take care of me. They're laughing with me. And I, I made fun of my mom in a, in a, in a loving way. I didn't, I didn't know the extent of what she was suffering from. So anyway, going back to my story, I was – <laughs> Put, put it to you this way, because of my genetic uh, exposure, my predisposition to having um, some heightened anxiety levels, um, I had no business taking Adderall. So and I, load, I know a lot of us don't even know if, we have, if we're pre, uh, predisposed to um, mental health. I mean, some of us might know. Their parents might keep it a secret from them, which is never a good idea. 
But if you are, you need to listen to this. I've always been the type of kid that has been a super empath, right? And what I mean by that is like I've always been able to read the room. I've always been able to read people better than my peers, better than most people. Yeah, and, and I call it a gift because at a very young age, I remember six, seven, eight years old, you know, there, there used to be some physical altercations in my household. And I used to have to try to nullify those physical altercations by using words at six, seven, eight years old. No, not even over exaggerating over the, on, on the age. I remember I used to watch Bugs Bunny. And Bugs Bunny was the guy that would always nullify like hostile characters. They'd be like, oh, you ratchet, you know, like uh, what's his name? Elmer Fudd. No, is it Elmer Fudd? I think it was Elmer Fudd where he'd be like, oh, you dirty little wabbit. And then he'd get all crazy. And then the other one was a was the other one that would get all pissed off all the time. And he would have these cowboy boots and a cowboy hat. Um, I forgot who it was. I forgot. I can I can see him and I can hear him. He's like, "Oh, you little rabbit!" He get all crazy and Bugs Bunny and I would watch this as a kid and Bugs Bunny would be like real calm. He'd be cool and he'd be collected and he'd be like, "Oh yeah, well, no. I, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't duplicate his voice." But he would say, "Nah, you know." No big deal, Doc. You know, he'd say something like that, right? And the guy would get all pissed off and go all crazy. And and then Bugs Bunny would be able to nullify the situation and do something like completely like off the off the cuff. And then the the other character that was all hostile would just be like, like his eyes would just bulge out of his head, like, what is going on right now? And so I watched that. And I remember thinking, like, I'm gonna be like Bugs Bunny whenever there's a fight in my house. And it worked. It worked. I remember there would like there was physical altercations in my house, and I remember like going between the two adults and saying, "Hey guys, why don't we just play some video games?" I said it just like that at seven, six, seven, eight years old. I'm like, "Hey guys, why don't we just play some video games?" And we had video games in our household. I'm like, "Come on, everybody needs to stop." Okay, we're upset with each other. Can we just all calm down? I mean, I was literally getting in between fights. As a kid, I mean, I had an older sister who would beat the living daylights out of me. I mean, beat me up. Right? And I would do the same thing with her, but she would still pound on me. But I tried. And I was used to it, right? I was used to just getting polarized by her. I was used to just getting, being around conflict. But anyway... My whole life, I think because of that environment that I grew up in, I've had the ability to read people, to read conflict, to, to reduce conflict, to reduce tension. And a lot of us are like that too. We didn't have the same environment, but we, we, we are what they call Einstein emotionally intelligent. Emotional intelligence is just as important, if not more important than IQ, intellectual your intellectual capacity, whether it's in school, whether it's at a job, I'm telling you, emotional intelligence, if you have it, it is a gift. It is a gift, but it can be used in a negative way. A lot of people that are sociopaths are, are considered emotionally, extremely emotionally intelligent. Some of the most intelligent people in the world and they use it for, you know, they use it for negative reasons, you know, like Jeffrey Dahmer's and all those guys. 
like those serial killers who were like just seductive, just manipulative, manipulative, those people, those are the most dangerous people. But redefining your mental health. Now, here is the kicker. I've been thinking about this for a few years, but think about it like this. What if your heightened anxiety and your ability to to read the room or your your empathic nature is a superpower? Whenever you have an anxiety attack, it's because you're overwhelmed with specific things in your life and rather than rather than taking a substance that's probably going to make it worse that's probably going to reduce other states in your mind i'm not saying it will i'm saying probably because the side effects in my opinion are far worse because i've tried them once or twice but imagine that Imagine that, what if it is a superpower? What if you just have abilities that no other person has? And you can use them to your benefit, but you just need to know how to control it. You know, let's just, like, I, like I was saying, you know, you're overwhelmed with something in your life and you start having anxiety attacks in the middle of the night. Meditate, Right? It's a gift and a curse. It's a gift because you can, again, you're, you're probably more artistic, artistic. You're probably more musically inclined than most. You probably have the ability to do something because your mind is way more active than a normal person. You probably think outside of the box. Your emotional intelligence is through the roof. You can read people like no other. But the only curse is if you don't relax your mind sometimes, it gets overwhelmed and you have anxiety attacks, you have panic attacks. Or it gets too high because you're alternatively, or art, excuse me, artificially feeding it something to increase the endorphins and the serotonin in your body. And it gets too high and then it crashes. You know, drinking coffee, taking Adderall, whatever it is. Smoking, weed, whatever. You've got to be able to balance it. Redefining your mental health. I mean, we can go down the rabbit hole with gut bacteria too and how it affects mental health. A lot of people, they, they did a study, and I don't know the exact um, percentage and, and data uh, from this particular study, but I know that uh, general, from a general perspective, they were saying something to the effect of people that have mental disorders or like schizophrenia had a depleted gut bacteria colony. Like it was almost zero. And then when they started replenishing the gut, doing some chiropractic care, um, adjusting the parasympathetic, and the, the parasympathetic and the sympathetic nervous system, balancing that out with a functional medicine doctor, diet changes, drastically reduced the symptoms if not almost eliminated them in some cases that's what i hear fecal uh, fecal um they were doing like fecal transplants 
I mean, different th- stuff like that. That's insane, though. But <laughs> ooh, kind of makes me wince a little bit. But redefining your mental health. What if he thought about it as a superpower? You just need to learn how to control it and balance it. And it can take you so far in life if you just maximize it. But also make sure that you you, you rest your mind. With your overactive mind, you have so much ability. You have no idea. Musically, emotionally, mentally, you can provide so much value and so much depth and perspective that most people can't. You're at a higher level of thinking at all times. So I'll leave it at this. Don't be overwhelmed with your superpower. It's a superpower. We just need to learn how to control it. When you become overwhelmed, yes, I believe that talking to people is healthy. Yes, if you feel if you have suicidal thoughts, I believe that you should have a discussion with somebody, but also look outside of the narrative. What could it be that's driving your thoughts to do that? Look at the gut-brain connection. There's a lot of books on the gut-brain connection. Just type in gut-brain connection on Google and you'll find a bunch of books. You'll find a bunch of articles, videos. I mean, just go down that rabbit hole. I've heard so many stories where people are like, oh, suicidal, this and that, that. They checked their serotonin levels. They were almost zero. They checked their gut colony. They were, it was like an unhealthy gut colony, the bacteria that they had in their gut. They made those little slight adjustments. They started taking like 5-HTP. They started t- you know, changing their diet, eating more greens, more vegetables, organic foods, drinking water, cutting out cigarettes, alcohol. Their life completely changed. Now, if you like to do that stuff, just make sure you do it in moderation. I'm not condoning or, or, or saying to do that, but, um, or not to do that, but just look at it from a different perspective for once. Why do you feel, why are you having those intrusive thoughts? Are you sitting around all day? Are you laying around all day? Whenever you feel like that, whenever you feel like there's an onset panic attack where you're like, oh, I'm freaking out. Oh, why am I having these intrusive thoughts? Put some glasses on, put some music on, put your headphones in, and go for a walk. And I'm telling you, it would change everything. Go for a walk. Go to some green areas. Get get outside, get some sunlight. I'm telling you, just go for a walk. Look at alternatives. Stop looking at the mainstream narrative all the time some of what they're saying you know go talk if you have suicidal thoughts call you know the suicide prevention line i I agree with that you know if it's like dire and there's nobody around you have nobody and you're like in the middle of the nowhere like i totally get that but if you're in a different situation if you're in a even whatever situation you're you're in always look outside the box because there could be some alternate there's always a solution for something let me just put it to you that way you're not alone you're not alone. But instead of saying that you're handicapped or you have something wrong with you, why don't you try looking at it like this? I have a superpower. I just need to, I need to figure out how to control it. Rob Tyson, the Climb Audio Documentary Journey. I hope you enjoyed this one. See you.